Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Sue Ann brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, Twins in action this weekend against the Jays. And while sometimes the Blue Jays have come into Target Field and hit a lot of home runs, uh, one of that, that very tough American League East where everybody is over 500. Uh, do you put much importance on a Memorial Day weekend series for the Twins against a good impo- opponent? I mean, I just think it's the nature of sports and sports fandom and sports observation to always act like the next game's important. Mm-hmm. The reality is they could get swept this weekend, then they go on a 10-game winning streak, and then it'd be in great shape. They could lose, you know, they could, the reverse could happen. You know mm-hmm. I mean? So it's, it's you know, I mean, the, Yankee, the the Twins took the season series from the Yankees, and that became this, that was like celebrated for like three hours, and then it was on <laughs> to the next series. I mean, it's just, they're just, it's all about percentages. You know, it's all about winning. And you'd like to see them get back to, to winning series, especially home series, because they have been a good home team. But, you know, it's just too early to act like it's a disaster that doesn't happen. Was it, uh, was it Tom Kelly who said when he would get asked, well, how was the team this year? And he'd say, wait till June 1st and ask me again. Uh, we're just about to that. How do you see the Twins right now? The injuries are really worrisome. I really think the best version of this team is Buxton in center field and Royce Lewis at third base, and we don't know you know, exactly when or if that's going to happen. Starting pitching is held up, which is the most important thing. Uh, they have the makings of a good bullpen, although they haven't been good lately. Uh, I want to see the situational hitting improve. I want to see the lineup lengthened. I want to see them score more runs. Uh, health is part of that, but also hitting approach. So a lot of moving parts here. I, you know, I thought all along this was the best team in the division. I still think they're the best team in the division, but the injuries are starting to add up in a big way. Yeah, including with Carlos Correa now. What is it with him exactly? I heard a heel. Is it a foot? What's going on? He had a sore heel, and he was playing with it. Then he came in the other day, and, and when they tested him, they found out that he had a little bit of plantar fasciitis going on. Now, you hear those two words, and you think, okay, he's out for a month. He, I talked to him on Wednesday afternoon, and he said that He's avoiding the injured list that he feels like he can play this weekend. We'll see if that's actually true here in a few hours. Um, so he's downplaying the severity of it, but you know it's a shortstop with a foot. Uh, it's you know so often, so often teams and players downplay these injuries first, and they end up being worse than originally expected. Your column uh, talks about Correa and how he deals with injury, and he says, you know, it's it's part of the game. Yeah, we know that these guys do play through, you know, nicks and bruises and bangs and even tears and can play through a lot of pain. But at some point, it just keeps going on, and you have to shut them down. Yeah, uh, it affects performance at some point. Also, you know, you just can't trade playing in a couple of games now for – a month of playing time later. You know, you have to, you have to be cautious with them. It drives everybody crazy, including the players, but that's the only way to go about this. Uh, and I thought the most interesting thing Carl said is that, hey, we can't take greenies like the players used to. We can't take all these extra supplements, and we're out there swinging the bat 100 miles an hour, you know, every day, and your body just gets worn down a little bit. And it's mm-hmm. it's true. And, this, and that, that's the thing about modern baseball. It is an explosive sport. It's about uh, pitching velocity, spin rate, exit velocity, hitting home runs, and these guys worked like crazy year-round at it. I just don't think the human body can do 12 months of intense work. I, I, I enjoy Tim Kirkjian's work on ESPN, and I read some of his articles as well, and he calls it a dangerous game. Uh, it, it is that way, isn't it? It is. It's just, and 
you know, there are always people who like football and hockey who think that baseball players are wimps for not being able to play, but it's such a refined motor skill game. I mean, if you, if you, if your bat is a couple miles an hour slower, you're going to strike out. If you, uh, you know, if you can't hit a round baseball on a dime sized sweet spot on the bat, uh, you know, if, if any injury is keeping you from performing at that level, then you're of no use to your team. By the way, Tim Kirkson, he's about five foot six. He's yeah. one of the best, one of the best basketball players I've ever seen. Have <laughs> I've heard that? They always Phenomenal. talk about that on on his shows when they have him on. That he can hit a shot like nobody's business. So I uh, used to play a lot of pickup ball with him in spring training. So he is phenomenal. Really great. That yeah. that's that's a great story. And who else would play with you then? Is there other guys that we might know from national media? Well, I played with Puckett once. Okay. Yeah. In cool. Yeah. Uh, in '96, he came over and he knew we played pickup games after. It was it. There's a window of time after when those workouts are fairly short in spring training when you could we could go over and get in a quick run in the afternoon mm-hmm. and uh Pucker came over and played and I scored on him mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> he got mad and he came down and put a spin move on me hit me with that butt as he was going by <laughs> knocked me down and scored on me and then trash talked me on the way back <laughs> that's awesome yeah I got dunked or you know laid up on by Kirby Puckett uh, I always said you know if I could pick one uh, kind of ignominious thing to happen to me in sport I'd want to get dunked on by Michael Jordan well you got pretty close to that anyway yeah, both Chicago guys, great athletes. Yeah, that's thing. right. That's right. Hey, do you think that Tim Connolly sees the Denver Nuggets making the NBA Finals and wishes he was still there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no doubt about it. He built that, uh, and you know, listen, there's some luck involved, but you still give the guy in charge credit. He hired Malone as an excellent coach. They have very good organization, excellent assistant coaches, uh, roster depth. Uh, so yeah, he. I think the Nuggets won the NBA championship, and he could have been there for that, and he would have gotten all the credit. And instead he's sitting here, and people are jabbing him about the Rudy Gobert trade every day of his life. I think you know he's making more money here, but uh, I think the uh, competitor in him feels like he blew it. What, was that it? It was about the money? Uh, that's why he yes. came? It's an incredible amount of money. Mm. Um, and with that amount of money comes job security, life security. Um, yeah. He kept on telling everybody how much he loved Denver. He loved that organization. They really liked him. He really had no reason to leave. Mm. The only reason was ungodly amount of money and even more power here than he had there. Yeah, interesting. So even more power. So he wasn't in control of everything necessarily in Denver? Oh, oh I think he was. I mm. just think that, uh, you know, I, I think the Wolves basically gave him carte blanche to get him here. Mm. You know, as much money as he wanted, as much power as he wanted, anything he wanted to do with the organization, you know, I just think he – I think he was in charge in Denver, but I think he has a little more sway here. Hmm. Can the Celtics rally and set history? I mean, no NBA team has ever come back down 0-3. I would have said no, and now, boy, the way the I mean, the way the game went last night, uh, Celtics absolutely dominated, mm-hmm. and they played the right way, and they played hard, and they shared the ball, and they hit shots. Uh, they were not shooting well from three previously. Um, now I'm starting to think they can. Because it, listen, they're, they're clearly the superior team. Mm-hmm. They're a superior team going in. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler just kind of freaked them out in the first couple of games and got them off their game, and they missed some shots. And, but, I mean, right right now they're playing like the far superior team. Can they win two in a row if they're the far superior team? They should be able to, actually. Could either the Celtics or the Heat beat the Nuggets in the finals? Uh, I don't think so. I think a rested Nuggets team playing at its peak the way it has been is the best team in basketball. But, you know, this is why predictions are ridiculous. We don't know who's going to sprain their ankle, who's going to go cold from the field, who's going to, you know, I mean, who's going to slump. 
there's just so many things that can happen within a series. It's you know it's, it's ridiculous to pretend we know what's going to happen. I, I think the Nuggets are the logical favorite, though. Mm-hmm. I think all Timberwolves fans and Minnesotans in general are really happy for Ryan Saunders that he's with the Nuggets as an assistant. He's building his way back, uh, to, I would think, to be a head coach again someday, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's a really classy guy. He's an incredibly hard worker. Uh, he is very now. I had people in the Timberwolves organization tell me that they thought he was the most knowledgeable coach they've ever had mm-hmm. in terms of really knowing how the game works, breaking down X's and O's. Uh, very personable. There's really nothing wrong with Ryan Saunders. Uh, you know, he got the job here because everybody likes him and because it was kind of an homage to his father. It probably wasn't the right place or time for him to be head coach. His next head coaching job, he'll be getting it on pure merit, and he's he's smart enough that he might do really well with it. I mean, listen, there, you know, you got to have the right team, you have to have the right amount of talent, all those other things have to go into it. But he is a he's a very talented coach. Nice uh, interview with Chris Hine uh, and uh, Ryan uh, at the Star Trib uh, today. Uh, the uh, 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 loons are in action again tonight at Allianz uh, Field. Uh, off to a little bit of a slow start this season. They have been. And Reynoso, you know, the whole thing with Reynoso is really hanging over them. Now they know he's going to play, and now they say he needs to make amends with his teammates. It's been it's been kind of a mess, frankly. Uh, has not been, you know, it just Reynoso is what makes them go. Mm-hmm. He is the player who makes them go. They need more finishers around him. But he's the guy who makes it worth watching them. He's the guy who elevates their play, and they need to get him rolling. Yeah, uh, Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.